people are often toying with the concept of commercial property. Do they buy a commercial property? Do they buy a residential property? What's the difference? We're going to tell you within a couple of minutes the differences and whether you should or should not do it. That's up to you. Good morning to you. Hi, Billy. Hi, Billy the Kid. How are you? Well, I, I wish I could tell you I was good this morning, Mark, but I would be lying because I suffered quite a humiliating defeat last night in an arm wrestle with the boss. Yeah, yeah don't do it. Don't, don't even t- think. Don't well, the thing think. is, I, I, was, um, I didn't, didn't want to get myself into this, this awkward situation. However... When it happened, and after a couple of seconds, I realized I probably wasn't going to win. I thought it's better to try and slow down the loss rather than make it pretty quick. So at least I I didn't have a humiliating defeat. I think people underestimate the good old settling, settling of stuff by an arm wrestle. Like it's just... It's an age-old way to settle things, and we did that last night at eight o'clock at Novak HQ um, across across the uh, table of two workspaces, and you got smashed. Well, it was it was slowed, but yeah, I, I did lose. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this, this morning's topic. This morning's topic: commercial real estate versus resi real estate. This is an interesting one because they're both real estate, but from from um, what I can tell, hugely different. Massively. So, um, first of all, the biggest sort of difference that I've sort of heard of is it's a sort of different kind of landlord and tenant that you're dealing with, first of all. It's almost like a different version of the game. It's all different, isn't it? Like the same way I... Um, it's all different that, um, yeah, you know, your, your, your lending's different. Your, uh, yeah, everything's different. Your agent's different. Yeah, true. So I've got a few quick fire points for you this morning. Yep. Um, first of all, is it difficult to get lending or is it what, what? Okay. Let, let me backtrack. It seems to be that, um, it's a little bit of a hidden a hidden gem, this commercial real estate, because is it is it the fact that people are uneducated, that people are not doing it more? Yes. Because I was talking with one of our commercial agents last night and he was running me through some of the numbers and I was pretty amazed, I'm not going to lie, with, um, first of all, how how much more inexpensive it is to get into you know you can get a lot you can get a smaller office space for example half the price of an apartment but similar sort of rental return so what's what is the main difference is lending harder to get first of all yeah uh it's gen- generally you'll need 50 percent more equity um for a commercial property so um if you're buying it so lmi is when you you're saying so any time you're 
borrowing more than 80%, you have to pay lenders mortgage insurance. So generally, let's just stay within the no LMI zone, which means you've got a 20% deposit for a residential. Um, you'll need a 30% deposit for a commercial, which means you need 50% more of a deposit um, if you don't want to be paying lenders mortgage insurance on a property. Uh, good morning to Luke. Um, how are you? Good morning to Sean. Guys, thanks for watching. Live show, any comments, ask away. Uh, thank you for your comments. Um, but, yeah, so lending-wise, now also what a lot of people don't consider, Billy, is you lose a percent on your interest rate or maybe 2%. Um, so when you're borrowing on Resi, you will probably secure a loan for about 25 to 3%. When you are borrowing on commercial, your loan will most likely be, um, you know, more around that three and a half, four percent. Interesting. Do you think it's? And before we move on, your loan term can be shorter, so you may find that on a residential they'll happily do a thirty-year loan, but you may find on a commercial. Uh, they may approve you for 10 years or 20 years or something not as long, which then dramatically changes your assessment rate on uh, on you and your portfolio or you know, what you own. Interesting. Do you think, um, and, and Luke put it there, do you think commercial is not quite as simple as resi real estate then? More moving parts maybe? You know what? It's I think it's a familiarity thing where you know, everyone around the dinner table can have an old-fashioned residential conversation. You know, we've grown up with it. We live in it. Um, yeah. Mum and dad have done it. Um, whereas I think to dig, to find out that equal amount of information, I always, you know how I, I always talk about knowing 10,000 things about a suburb? You should probably know 10,000 things about buying residential already by the time you're 25. But you don't know those 10,000 things about commercial property when you're 25 and to learn those things are very you know very easy very possible but it takes time yeah okay luke luke reckons when you're getting into sort of anything it, obviously it's best to do it in small amounts first but would you say for what we call a first home buyer would you use say if you had sort of the option of five hundred thousand dollars would you get a small apartment somewhere or would you get a small office space if, if lending sure. if lending didn't come into it purely on like return things like that i don't think you can exclude lending out of it because it's it's just a known it's just a known commodity do you know what i mean like it, it just has to be done um it's it's part of, it's part of it so um but to answer your question directly i'd still buy residential Okay, so you think maybe it's something to add to the portfolio once you're maybe a little bit more established? Yeah, I, I think also um, what I notice it's a maturity thing. Um, it's it's a financial maturity thing where people um, in their, I guess on on the spectrum of lending and 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 family and cash flow and loans and equity and that sort of stuff. I think what actually happens is. Um, people that have an appetite for a property, they get to a point where they actually, um, the bank just goes, it's a no from me. Um, and they go, why? 
and they go, you know, the bank says, well, you know, you've got plenty of equity, you've got big deposit, you know, like you've got plenty of cash in your properties, equity in your property, uh, but, you know, your wage isn't enough to buy enough, you know, your, your next property. Um, and I think as you get older, you realise that you can't spend your equity. So it's like, you know what, I'm, I'm 55 or 65. I, I've bought a couple of properties along the way, but I can't live off the rents um, because I have to sell something. So then I notice people's appetite for cash flow, i.e. better rents, starts happening. Sometimes they'll trade out of the residential property in order to buy those commercial properties or often they'll just change the way they're, they're buying and then they'll start buying commercial property rather than residential property because they're generating themselves a better income that they can live off when they're in their 50s, 60s and 70s. So I do find that people's appetite changes um, the second half of, of, of their, of their um, financial life because they're chasing cash flow more than equity. Uh, and here comes commercial property. Yeah. Okay. Makes makes sense. Does um, do you think so? You think cash flow is a big part of that? Um, rental yield is another one that I was came up in conversation last night. It seems to be, and let's get your opinion on live on air. What do you reckon? A, what do you reckon a fantastic rental yield is for a commercial property? Seven or eight percent. Versus resi in this crazy market where everything's just shot up. Four and a half. And that's what I was trying to, um, that's what I couldn't really get my head around last night. I was thinking, wow, uh, that's huge. Yeah, well, don't, don't, don't forget to achieve that rent. You've got to spend 50% more on your deposit on commercial. Yeah. Uh, don't forget that uh, your interest rate, you're going to lose 1% on your interest rate or 1.5% on your interest rate um, because of um, commercials more expensive on an interest rate, so you're giving that away to the bank. Um, and then don't forget that I think your capital growth uh, will also be a little bit better with a residential. It generally just, you know... Uh, I see hard stories with commercial capital growth, i.e. haven't made as much money um, more than I do with residential capital growth. So I think there's a lot more certainty locked into your property value going up when it's commercial. So when you consider those money-making factors, when you're talking about yield, like money-making, um, you've got to look at all those things. Yeah, because ca capital growth was my next question. Do you see, do you see the... Um like the trends in the resi market go and sort of similar sort of trends in the commercial market? No. As in when you're looking like a 10-year average? Yeah. I, I, I would definitely say landlord, uh, landlords of commercial um, enjoy a better yield and, in, and uh, don't get as much capital growth. Um, that's for sure. But that's probably it's probably good for those profile of people because that's what they're seeking. They're seeking. We don't care about the value. The value going up as hardcore. We want to see money in our pocket every week, every month, every year. So this almost they're almost getting that capital growth up front um, in a way. Another another big one that's a, a 
pretty obvious difference is um, the importance of a tenant, a good tenant. Now, in resi real estate, obviously, it's beneficial to have um, you know a tenant that's in there for a long time, looks after the property like their own. That gives a load of certainty, but it doesn't change the value of the property too much. With commercial real estate, it clearly does make a huge difference, and that's for you know when you're going to sell it on as a tenant. Yeah, Clever you picked that up because um, it is, um, it's definitely the case where it's indexed. So it, if I've got a crap residential rent or a really good residential rate, uh, morning, Michelle, how are you? Um, Luke saying, uh, I think where the de- I think where is the deal now uh, with your finance ability? Yeah, a lot of it's like that. Um, take baby steps uh, when you're Billy's age. Um, but to answer your question, your rent, your rent's definitely indexed um, off, um, just give me one sec. Um, your rent's definitely indexed off, um, um, if you, no one really gives a crap about your residential rent. So I know they can sort that out. But when it comes to a, commercial rent you'll just get punished on your price you know what i mean so if your if your commercial rent is awesome then your price will be indexed off that but if your residential um uh rent is awesome it doesn't really you know translate across to your price like that so have you seen a space that has had an average tenant a commercial space with an average tenant then get a little bit of work done an amazing tenant came in and it's just hugely lifted the um, the value all the time, and and there are there are commercial people that have buyers that have an appetite for vacant properties that they they're risk adverse. They don't you know they're like we see the value, we know we're going to get a good tenant here. They may do a slight renovation, they do nail it with a tenant, and off it goes. And you know like one of those ones was um, in Dy. Um, where to client buy a brand new vacant property at the bus stop. It was obviously a great position. And then um, Taco Bell um, came in, uh, did a million dollar fit out, and signed up a nice fat long lease. And the value of his pro- of his property grew extraordinarily. But he took a big risk on it. He had, he had the property vacant. Um, it was an unknown commodity. It had never been rented before. So, you know, good, good on him. Yeah. Last question, Mark. Do you see different types of commercial real estate perform better than others? For example, we've had the debate of a one-bedroom apartment, or sorry, two-bedroom apartment performs better than the one-bedroom. Do you see office space perform better than warehouse or shop space, retail? What's your thoughts on that? Look, I'm, I'm, I, I, I won't, I, I must admit I've got a, I'm not the most experienced. I'm as ex- experienced as the Northern Beaches, so, you know, there's a lot of real estate trusts that, you know, manage entire office buildings and there's a lot of um, different styles of commercial that I don't do. Um, so I sort of only know what I know, which is, you know, industrial Northern Beaches, commercial Northern Beaches, offices, retail, that sort of stuff. Um, but it's, ama- it's amazing that it, it really, um, it, it's not as much the better performer. I would say it's the better, it's, 
um, the better the expertise of the buyer. So you just find that often, you know, like the chicken shop guy will, will, will look for the places with grease and all. He'll have a good eye for buying commercial properties that are retail, they have grease and exhaust. So it's the profile of the buyer that I think, are, are, you know, that, that, that are really the winners in that. So it's almost like they brain it or they da Vinci code the whole thing because they understand it better than most of the market. But, you know, are right. there better performing sectors in the Northern Beaches more than others? I would probably say, and a lot of people are going to hate this, but I would probably say Torrance title over Strata title is a definite. Um, and my first boss always stressed that to me. You know, generally, it's always going to, you're always going to do a lot better. Sometimes you don't have a choice and you just have to buy the Strata investment. It just it just works for you as a buyer. But definitely, I'd say it would be the star performer out of the two because you could truly add value you don't have to ask neighbours or, or anyone else in the strata for permission to do what you want to add value. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, Legend. Hopefully it helps someone out there. I reckon that was pretty interesting. I definitely learned something. Jonathan, good morning, buddy. There he is. Um, all right, mate. Well, you take care and um, and we'll speak, uh, we'll speak. We'll see in the office. Yes, sir. No more arm wrestles, though. No more arm wrestle, because you know you'll get smashed now. You've been you've you've, you've been spanked. Ne next time that happens, you're losing. I'm gonna make sure. Um, Mum said it's it's proof of how much time I spend here, Mark, because I'm never at the gym anymore. <laughs> I don't think it's a proof of me getting a bit old because I struggled. I got to do push-ups. All right, mate. <laughs> Ciao. Take care. See you. Bye. Bye.